Shalom, shalom, and welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end using the original language as a guide. Today we are in Numbers chapter 29, and we are reading from the New King James Version Bible. And I do pray, Father God, opens our eyes, ears, and hearts to him. And in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a holy convocation. So I just want to point out here, when you hear... When you see these words, holy convocation, it literally means to have a set-apart gathering. So it's a, it's a mikra, like a um, mikra, it just, it's um, like a gathering, a get-together, a, convoking, a convocation. So that's why we get together on those days, and that's why we are to assemble in honor Yahweh on that day. So it's a holy, it's a set-apart gathering. Okay, you shall do no customary work. For you, it is a day of blowing the trumpets. And so that is when we see the sliver of the new moon. We know it's the beginning of that seventh month or any month in in particular is um, is by the sighting of the new moon. And then we would blow the trumpets. That feast in Hebrew is called Yom Teruah, day of shouting or day of blowing trumpets. Verse 2. You shall offer a burnt offering as a sweet aroma to Yahweh, one young bull, one ram, and seven lambs in their first year without blemish. Their grain offering shall be fine flour mixed with oil, three-tenths of an ephah for the bull, two-tenths for the ram, and one-tenth for each of the seven lambs. Also, one kid of the goats as a sin offering to make atonement for you. Remember, the word atonement is covering. Besides the burnt offering with its grain offering for the new moon, the regular burnt offerings with its grain offering and their drink offerings, according to their ordinance, as a sweet aroma, an offering made by fire to Yahweh. Because remember, there are already sacrifices, offerings, uh, hormon, gifts to be given to God for each new moon. So this is a double whammy here because you have a new moon and you have a festival happening, a Moedim, an appointed festival happening at the time of the seventh new moon. So, and of course, we've already talked about the symbolism in these sacrifices before about how the bull and the ram and the lambs, how, of course, they all point to Yeshua and our need for a savior, but they also have some deeper meanings. So you can go back and listen to previous podcasts to talk, to learn more about that. Verse seven. On the tenth day of the seventh month, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall afflict your souls. You shall do, you shall not do any work. Now, this is the day of atonement, literally day of atonements in Hebrew, Yom HaKippurim, day of atonements, day of coverings. That's, we've read about that back in Leviticus. Now, the word afflict is to humble, that, to make humble. And often what people do on this day is to fast because that is what is most commonly associated with, with affliction is fasting not eating, beating your flesh. And so you are to do no work on that day. It is That is why the argument in the, quote, New Testament of which day is more holy occurs because in amongst many Jews, they would argue that this is the holiest day of the year, whereas others would argue that the um, Passover is holiest. And so the argument had no nothing to do with which day is the Sabbath because God had already told us which day the Sabbath is. So that's not what the Bible is talking about when it says, um, in the New Testament, it says they argue about which day is um, more important than the other and don't argue about those things. Well, it's not talking about which day to call Sabbath. 
is talking literally about this phenomenon that occurs and did occur even back then. Because this day, is said, you don't work on this day. So there was a teaching that this is the holiest day of the year. Whereas others argued that it was Passover. And some may have argued for a different date. But that's where that verse is addressing. It's not saying you can pick any day you want. But he's saying don't worry about, you know, don't get caught up in these little arguments about which day is holier than the other. Verse meaning regards, in regards to these holy days, the feast, not which day is Sabbath. It doesn't even say, it doesn't even say there, don't worry about which day is Sabbath. This is it's addressing this issue. So I hope those of you with eyes to see, I mean, obviously your heart has already been open to Torah. And so you see that. But when others don't, that is how you help explain that. You can go to that section in scripture and use like these words because and show these holidays, these holy days of Yahweh, and show them exactly what people were debating about. Not which day is the Sabbath, but which one is more holy, which one's better, which one's higher in of, of importance. That's what their argument was. And that's what it says it is. People twist that to their own destruction. Okay, we will keep reading. Verse 8. You shall present a burnt offering to Yahweh as a sweet aroma. One young bull, one ram, and seven lambs in their first year. Be sure they are without blemish. Their grain offering shall be a fine flour mixed with oil, three-tenths of an ephah for the bull, two-tenths for the one ram, and one-tenth for each of the seven lambs. Also one kid of the goats as a sin offering, besides the sin offering for atonement for covering, the regular burnt offering with its grain offering and their drink offerings. On the fifteenth day of the seventh month you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work, and you shall keep a feast to Yahweh seven days. So this is the beginning of the Feast of Tabernacles, or Sukkot. You shall present a burnt offering, an offering made by fire as a sweet aroma to Yahweh. Thirteen young bulls, two rams, and fourteen lambs in their first year. They shall be without blemish. Their grain offering shall be of fine flour mixed with oil, three-tenths of an ephah for each of the thirteen bulls, two-tenths for each of the two rams, and one-tenth for each of the fourteen lambs. Also, one kid of the goats is a sin offering besides the regular burnt offering, its grain offering, and its drink offering. On the second day, present 12 young bulls, two rams, 14 lambs in their first year without blemish, and their grain offering and their drink offerings for their bulls, for the rams, and for the lambs by their number, according to the ordinance. Also, one kid of the goats is a sin offering besides the regular burnt offering with its grain offering and their drink offerings. On the third day, present 11 bulls two rams, 14 lambs in their first year without blemish, and their grain offering and their drink offerings for the bulls, for the rams, and for the lambs, by their number, according to the ordinance. Also one goat is a sin offering, besides the regular burnt offering, its grain offering, and its drink offering. Now you're noticing they started, we started back here, and we presented, we started with 13. Okay? So on the first day of that, we started with 13 of the... Um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find the verse here because I was going to point something out here. Oh, 13 young bulls right here, verse 13. Okay, so we started with 13 young bulls. Now, 13 is actually how many tribes there were because Joseph got a double portion since he got the blessing of the firstborn. And each of his sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, each got an inheritance. They each got a portion. So there ended up being 13 because Joseph counted as two. And that was standard common practice in biblical times, that the firstborn got a double inheritance. You would divide your inheritance up by the number of your children, plus adding one more, and give the oldest born two 
portions. Of course, Joseph was not the oldest, but he got the firstborn blessing because of the affliction inflicted upon him by his brothers when they sold him to Egypt. So again, remember all these things, how it goes together. And I think it's interesting. He starts at 13 and we work the way down. And so we're going to get down for the seven days you'll see and then we have the eighth day holy convocation so let's keep reading but just point that out that they started with 13 which is the number of the children of israel and work our way down okay verse 23 on the fourth day present 10 bulls two rams and 14 lambs in their first year without blemish and their grain offering and their drink offerings for the bulls for the rams and for the lambs by their number according to the ordinance also one kid of the goats is a sin offering besides the regular burnt offering his grain offering and his drink offering on the fifth day, present nine bulls, two rams, and fourteen lambs in their first year without blemish, and their grain offering and their drink offerings for the bulls, for the rams, and for the lambs, by their number according to the ordinance. Also one goat is a sin offering, besides the regular burnt offering, its grain offering, and its drink offering. On the sixth day, present eight bulls, two rams, and fourteen lambs in their first year without blemish, and their grain offering and their drink offerings for the bulls, for the rams, and for the lambs, by their number according to the ordinance. Also, one goat is a sin offering besides the regular burnt offering, its grain offering, and its drink offering. On the seventh day, present seven bulls, two rams, and fourteen lambs in their first year without blemish, and their grain offering and their drink offerings for the bulls, for the rams, and for the lambs by their number, according to the ordinance. Also, one goat is a sin offering besides the regular burnt offering, its grain offering, and its drink offering. Now, remember this festival of Sukkot is the marriage, it's symbolic of Yeshua reigning on earth for a thousand years, and it's the marriage supper of the Lamb. We are told to rejoice in this. Um, when we read it in the book of Leviticus, we are told to rejoice at this festival before Yahweh, because at a marriage ceremony, we rejoice, right? It's a very beautiful thing to see people enter into that covenant. And when Yeshua returns, and we get to be his bride, hopefully, some of us get to be his bride, I hope I'm in that number, <laughs> we'll live in such a way that hopefully he'll count us worthy and righteous. So then that's a beautiful, that's what the ceremony is about. And I think it's interesting that it ends on the number seven, the number of completion. And so it's like, it's finished, it's done. Now the eighth day, you'll see here, starts the eternity, because that's when Yeshua that's when the seven 1,000-year periods on this earth are completed. So seven periods of 1,000. The seventh day, and then the eighth day starts eternity when the new Jerusalem descends out of the heavens. Okay, for, let's read that. Verse 35. On the eighth day you shall have a sacred assembly. You shall do no customary work. You shall present a burnt offering, an offering made by fair, as a sweet aroma to Yahweh. Now notice here we're no longer counting down. One bull, one ram. Seven lambs in their first year without blemish, and their grain offering and their drink offerings for the bull, for the ram, and for the lambs by their number according to the ordinance. Also, one goat is a sin offering, besides the regular burnt offering, its grain offering, and its drink offering. These you shall present to Yahweh at your appointed feasts. Okay, again, let's look at that word. It should be the word Moedim. Let's see, drink offerings. I'm sorry, yeah, Moed. So there we go. Um, Modim is the feast, the plural of it. The root there is moed, but it means the appointments, the times that we are to meet with Yahweh. And so we present these at, okay, at the, verse 39 again. These you should present to Yahweh at your appointed feasts, besides your vowed offerings and your freewill offerings, as your burnt offerings and your grain offerings, as your drink offerings and your peace offerings. So Moshe told the children of Israel everything 
just as Yahweh commanded Moses. So there were some of the extra sacrifices and extra gifts given to Yahweh on his high holidays, not just the weekly Sabbaths. You all have a blessed Sabbath. Stay warm this cold wintry day, and I'll see you next time.